0: Listening to the daily roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We're going to first talk about what I missed in yesterday's podcast. We are having podcast number three fifty-seven coming up in a couple hours. My first ever pro from Dancing with the Stars. Going to talk a little bit about that. Preview that podcast. Big Brother last night. We're going to talk about the show, the power veto, all that that went down. Kind of talk a little bit about what to expect tonight and then something I saw on Instagram stories last night that I did not even know was a thing in Big Brother World. Sounds like the writer strike is possibly ending. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's already over. We don't know, but seems to be that's where they're headed. Did Travis Kelsey's brother spoil that him and that Travis and Taylor Swift are dating? I'll tell you exactly what he said. And then we have a love triangle coming out of 90s con that happened way back in the 90s involving the growing pains, involving Full House, and involving the Wonder Years. Right up my fucking alley. (laughs) We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's start off with the number one thing. That was emailed to me after yesterday's Daily Roundup went up, and that was, Steve, where was your music? The answer, I just forgot. Dumbass me, just forgot to put the music in, because what I do is I record my spoken word, I record the meat and potatoes of the podcast, and I put the audio file onto the screen. And then I add in the open music and I put it at the end. Sometimes I just blank and I just forget. And it's usually because I, after I'm recording, I get sidetracked with a text message or I go straight into my sports daily. And I say, I'll get back to the daily roundup. And I think that's what I did yesterday. I recorded the base, the audio version of just me talking of the daily roundup yesterday and then i just recorded the audio version of the sports daily and for whatever reason when i went back to the audio version of the daily roundup i just thought you know i did it hour like an hour or two later and i just thought the music was already in there and i blanked so my fault it does sound weird when there's no music doesn't it (laughs) It's just all of a sudden, I mean, I play because I didn't realize it until a couple of you emailed me right away after it posted yesterday, and I hit the play button, and it's just me starting to talk. It sounds weird with no music in the beginning or the end, so apologize for that. You definitely heard it today, that's for sure. I want to talk about podcast number 357 that's coming up in a couple hours. As I mentioned in the open, it's the first time I've ever had anybody from Dancing with the Stars on my podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this interview with Cheryl Burke. She launched a podcast Monday called Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, and she's already had two guests on, Trista Sutter, who was on season one of Dance with the Stars, a season that Cheryl wasn't even a part of, and then she had on Heather Morris, who I can't remember what season Heather was on, but Heather was a backup dancer for Beyonce. So I have not gotten around to listening to Cheryl's podcast, but I am going to do it today because I have some extra time today. And Cheryl's podcast is getting a lot of run in the media this week for things that she has said about the show. She's doing interviews, promoting her podcast, and this was a way to promote her podcast as well. We recorded it last week, knowing that her podcast was going to launch on Monday and I was going to air it today. So there are some things that I wish I could have gotten to because now that it's been out, she's talked about a couple things. I was like, damn it. I should have asked her about that. So, But we do cover a lot of stuff uh, from her time on the show. She was on A Professional Dancer on Dance with the Stars for 25 of the 32 seasons. She's a two-time winner. Granted, she won seasons two and seasons three. It seems like towards the later seasons she got uh, contestants that you just knew weren't going to win. But I do ask her, What's the one season you didn't win that you felt like you should have won? And she has an answer for that. I did a rapid-fire question with her in regards to Dancing with the Stars. It was about six or seven just quick questions regarding her time on the show. Uh, we talk about all the negative in her life that while she was on the show. We talk about she has a very triggering backstory. If you don't know, uh, Cheryl was at the age of five years old, uh, was groomed by the mailman and, uh, sexually, uh, taken advantage of, and obviously had a major effect on her life going forward. Uh, she did not have a father figure in her life. And the one father figure that she did had, uh, was basically abusing her. So we talk about that. We talk about her drinking because she is now, is it five years? I believe she's five years sober now, but she definitely had a rough time uh, with drinking. Talk about what it really stemmed from and what her thing was, uh, where she realized that she had an issue. And then we briefly talk about her divorce or, you know, her public divorce with uh, we don't need to mention his name, you know, as you know, you know him as Matthew Lawrence. But um, we talk about her divorce and how she feels about it now and how she felt about it then and whatnot. So it's not all just daffodils and rainbows. She has a very interesting story, probably one of the most interesting stories of the professional dancers on that show in terms of backstories and drama and stuff like that and some. Some negative publicity that she has gotten because the other thing that she reminded me of that I probably knew at the time but I forgot is that when she won season two with Drew Lachey, that was during the time that Nick and Jessica were going through their divorce, Drew's brother. So there was a lot of paparazzi involved in her life and here she is, new season two of Dance with the Stars. She's a new pro dancer on the show. She's fairly new in Los Angeles, having moved from New York, and now all of a sudden she's being followed around by paparazzi because she's dancing with Nick Lachey's brother, and she said that had an effect on her. So really, really good conversation. I can't wait for you all to hear it. This is the one that back in May I said I reached out to somebody on a show that I've been watching forever, and I asked for them to be on the show, contacted their PR team. The PR team told me, hey, uh, we can do it in August. And usually when someone says that, I'm like, yeah, right. I said, okay. and I told the PR team, I'm going to email you back in August. And they said, absolutely. And I had a alert in my notes, in my phone, August 15th, emailed the PR person back. They immediately responded and said, let's do it. And even in August 15th, when I emailed them, They said, when do you plan on doing it? And at the time, I did not know Cheryl was launching a podcast. So they told me, Cheryl's launching a podcast. We don't know the exact date yet it's going to hit, but why don't we do it that week? I said, okay. And then like a week later, they said, okay, it's launching on Monday, the whatever Monday was, what, 18th? They said, why don't we record? I said, can we record the week before and I'll just not run it until the 21st? And they said, perfect. So, yeah, we recorded last week. It was great. Can't wait for you all to hear it. It's a podcast, you know, number 357, and it's coming up in a couple hours. And like I said, I've never interviewed anybody from Dancing with the Stars, and this is literally one of my favorite shows ever. In terms of one reality show that I've watched consistently, I've seen every episode of 32 seasons. I mean, Okay, maybe there was one or two here or there. That I never saw, but shit, even last season that was on streaming, I watched all of those. I might not have watched them on Monday night, but I did get around to watching a lot of the shows and almost all of them. And now when I look at it, I did interview Sean Lowe, but I'm talking about professionals that were on the show. Obviously, I was on Nick Vial's podcast and so, I've interacted with contestants who were on those shows, but not a pro. And I've always wanted to. And Cheryl's always been at the top of my list, especially once she started being more open and honest about her drinking and about her divorce and, you know, telling the story. She went on the Red Table Talk podcast and told the story of the abuse at the hands of a mailman when she was five years old, that couldn't have been easy to do. So I really appreciate her continuing to tell that story and continuing to, you know, kind of just be a mentor uh, for young women out there. So I think she's a great interview. Can't wait for you all to hear it. So stick around. That'll be out in a couple hours for podcast number 357. All right. Let's not forget this podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Missing the syrup for your pancakes? Seems to happen a lot for me. Or you ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash Grocery Delivery. You can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash bringing your orders to you from restaurants. Now you can get your grocery delivery that actually delivers to you as well. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best class in customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Now, for me, I'm someone who is a Dash Pass subscriber. I think I started back in the pandemic because that's when I probably started using DoorDash the most, whether it was for restaurant food or for grocery delivery. That was it for me because, you know, we were all kind of paranoid about going out and me not being a cook all that much. The last thing I want to do is. When I go to the grocery store, it's one of the few places I enjoy being at. Uh, I I just don't like being in the grocery store per se because I feel like I start taking unnecessary things that I'm never going to touch. But because I go to the grocery store, don't they ever tell you? Never go to the grocery store when you're hungry because you're going to take stuff and you're going to buy stuff that look and kind of make you salivate in the moment, and then you realize, oh, wait, you get home and you're just not hungry for it anymore, and it just goes bad. So this is a good offer for you guys. You get 50% off your DoorDash order for up to a $20 value. When you use promo code REALITYSTEVE at checkout, it's a limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code Steve, don't forget promo code Reality Steve for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And guys, this is a great deal as well. You go to greenchef.com realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50. That gets you 50% off your order plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So Big Brother last night, basically what they wanted to happen, the main alliance in the house, I guess, because alliances change so quickly on that show, but it seems like the main alliance now in the show is Corey, America, Jag, and Matt. And they'll probably reel in Bowie Jane because no one wants to work with Suri and Jared anymore and they've realized that they are liars. So with Jared as head of household, he put up Corey and America, but we knew that his target was... Cameron, and all they needed was to make sure Cameron did not win veto. He didn't. He came in second in another silly competition, just run around in a wet, artificial turf football field that's being sprayed with quote-unquote foot sweat when it was just water. Uh, Oh, my God, the show. (laughs) Anyway, and Jag ended up winning. He beat Cameron by about 30 seconds or so. So Jared, even though Cam is pleading, hey, if you let me go, that means Jared, you're the next one gone. Jag, you're going to be gone after that. Blah, 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 blah. He's obviously trying to save his ass. I don't see any way, shape, or form they let America, they vote America off tonight. This seems like this is going to be another unanimous, let's get rid of Cameron. All you've heard for the last two weeks is how nobody in the house likes Cameron. Hell, Cameron is even saying I'm public enemy number one. So I don't know how he thinks he's going to flip a house and maybe he doesn't think he can flip a house, but yet for probably the first 20 or 30 minutes tonight, they are going to plant the seed. Editing will plant the seed on big brother tonight for sure. At least in the first hour, because it looks like we had a two hour double eviction tonight. I'm assuming it's two hours. I don't think they're doing a double eviction in in the span of an hour, but in a double eviction tonight, Um, the, well, double eviction tonight, but what I'm saying is in the beginning, they're going to make it seem editing, will make it seem like Cameron has slipped the house and America's going home. And I just, I don't see it because number one, it makes no sense. And number two, we've already been down this road, what three or four times already this season. Where on eviction night, they make you think it's somebody else, and it isn't, and it ends up being unanimous the other way. So, yeah, I wouldn't buy too much into it. Something that I did see on Instagram stories last night, you know that former podcast guest Holly Allen um, is an acquaintance of mine. And she was posting on Instagram stories last night and was talking about Big Brother for a little bit. And I did not realize this was a thing. And I'm so curious as to why. Big brother producers are adamant that you are not allowed to sing in the house. What? You can't like you can't even sing songs that you make up, according to Holly. Maybe, maybe I can understand singing like, you know, popular songs like, I don't know, Shake It Off or something like that, because you don't know, the show doesn't have the rights to it. I don't, I wouldn't think that someone singing it in a house would have to get cleared. You know, I, I, that doesn't make sense to me, but maybe there is something along those lines, but is there a reason you're not allowed to sing in the house? I don't get it. And maybe there's been, and I'm sure this is well known among people that are diehard big brother fans. Uh, so it's not like I'm breaking any news to a lot of people here. I'm I'm sure you already know this. I'm just saying I heard this last night for the first time and I'm so confused on why you can't sing in the house. Why? What's the point? Who is it hurting? I don't get it. But Holly said that on in her Instagram stories last night. And I'm just like, huh? Did not know that was a thing. According to a text, not a text, what am I talking about? According to a Twitter post last night, this is from David Faber, who covers the news. After a face-to-face meeting today, Writers and producers near agreement to end Writers Guild Association strike met today and hope to finalize deal tomorrow, according to people close to negotiations, who, while optimistic, warn that without deal tomorrow, strike likely continues through the year end. So he tweeted that out last night. And by the time you listen to this, I'm recording this at 11 o'clock on Wednesday night, central time. By the time you listen to this, the writer's strike might already be completed. And it might be over. And I think that's good. I think and I'm curious, you know, there's going to probably be a lot of details that I'm not going to like read this long contract that they agreed on. But just the basics of how did they fix the whole streaming issue? Because that was the biggest thing is that streaming services not releasing their numbers, then they can get away with not paying writers of episodes that are downloaded, you know, 500,000 times what they're worth and what they're due. So I'm really interested to see exactly what they decided to come to. And if it's something that's just like makes a whole lot of sense, I'll be like, great. Then why didn't you come to this three months ago? You know, I I get it. It's negotiations and people just, you know, stick it out as long as they can, because, uh, you know, until damage starts happening. Well, we've heard that damage is starting to happen and people are, you know, getting worried about paychecks. So not surprising that it might be coming to an end as we speak. So good news, though, because now we're going to get back to scripted shows and television isn't going to just be inundated with nothing but reality TV programming, you know. So good for them. I hope it really comes to an end today. And by the way, real quick, going back to the Big Brother thing that I was talking about in regards to singing. This is what Holly said. She was doing a Q&A And someone asked her, how intense are uh, Big Brother producers with following house rules like the no singing rule? And she said, very. Let's just say your girl got scolded a lot and a group of us got privately threatened to be kicked off. We sometimes got yelled at even when we made up our own songs. No singing for three months was a tough one for me. Again, I don't get it. Maybe I should just text Holly and be like, I had no idea that was a thing. Why? So moving on. Did Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey, spoil that Travis and Taylor Swift are dating? Well, if you believe in clickbait headlines, yes, he did. But if you actually listen to what he said, no, he didn't. So he was on an appearance on WIP in Philly, Jason Kelsey, and they asked him about his brother and his dating. And he said... It's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about Travis's love life. I try to keep his business kind of his business. Stay out of that world. Having said that, man, I think they're doing great, and I think it's all 100% true, and I hope this thing goes a mile. No, I'm joking. I don't know what's happening. So everybody that wants to believe this to be true has run with it saying that quote, which was, they're doing great, and I think it's all 100% true, and I hope this thing goes a mile. They did not listen to the rest of the clip where kind of he says, well, he doesn't kind of say he says it. he says, no, I'm joking. I was I don't know what's happening. So, again, this is not a twosome that are seeing each other every day of the week and they're totally and madly in love. I'm sure they're in communication with each other. There are reports out there that they've like seen each other twice. And, you know, all the crazy Swifties are saying that the last necklace she wore had his birthstone in it. I mean, who the fuck knows? Uh, I don't. I don't know if that would be a thing, especially if they've only seen each other twice. You're not wearing a guy's birthstone if you've seen him twice. Um, But she's on an international tour, and he's just starting a football season. There's no way you could be like, well, he only plays on Sunday. Yeah, but he practices basically every day of the week. He's not traveling internationally, To go hang out with her. Now, I know that she comes back to the States in between times where she has some downtime, but I'm telling you, I just think this is two people that are very social media savvy. He clearly has an interest in her. He's made that well-known. She's literally the most popular female artist in the history of music, and I'm sure they're in contact, and that's pretty much about it. I even saw some report that said, yeah, they've spoken twice and she's just having fun. She's doing Taylor things and she's just having fun, which is pretty much what I'd expect. I, I, I can see them maybe showing up at like the SBs together or some award show together in the future, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Oh my God, it's, you know, let's start planning our wedding with these two. I think it's just a celebrity couple than that. And Nothing more than that. And I don't even know if you can call them a couple right now, to be honest with you. And finally, a story that came out of 90s Con this past weekend in Tampa that did not involve Beverly Hills 90210 is Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years. was uh, She recently discovered that her and Candice Cameron Bure, who was DJ Tanner from Full House, Danica McK- McKellar played Winnie Cooper, On the Wonder Years, she was a lot of boys' first crushes when that show was airing in the 80s. She said, in in 1989, I believe it was, there was this party that a teen magazine was putting on, and Jeremy Miller, who was also a young actor, he was at this party. Jeremy Miller played Ben Seaver, um, Mike Seaver's brother, on Growing Pains. And she said, I was there, and Candace was there too, and Jeremy asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, yes. What Danica McKellar did not know at the time was that Candace Cameron Bure also thought that she and Jeremy were dating. She said, it's so silly. I mean, we were so young. We were like 13 years old. So this was not any kind of serious relationship we're talking about, but I found out years later on Dance with the Stars and she was like, "Oh, we were dating." I'm like, "What?" So Jeremy, tistis, tis, not good. But luckily my friendship with Candace has survived just fine. Isn't that kind of the way it is with 13-year-olds and relationships, especially if you're a young teen actor growing up in the 80s? I it is kind of surprising. I mean, I guess because they were all around the same age and they were on popular shows on Network television, they would run in the same circles and that's who you would date. But I didn't really picture Jeremy Miller as somebody that Winnie Cooper and DJ Tanner would be fighting over. <laughs> uh, how were you not, fi- you know, who was Alyssa Milano dating during those days? Because I told you the story about me and magazines and Alyssa Milano and, you know, Teen Beat and Bop. I used to walk home from school and go to the grocery store and buy the magazines and just cut out pictures of Alyssa Milano. Don't tell her though. She might think it's a little creepy. Um, but yeah, that's what I used to do. I was 10 years old. This was like fifth, sixth grade, something like that. But was never a huge DJ Tanner guy. I watched full house, but I was never like, Oh, DJ's cute. Winnie Cooper. Yes. I didn't cut any pictures out of teen magazines of her, so I guess that puts her at a notch below Alyssa Milano. But they were all, you know, right around the same age at that time, and this, these are the these are the women that I grew up watching. And yeah, I mean, then I and then as I got to high school, it turned into, oh, I'm moving on from you, Alyssa Milano. I'm going after Christina Applegate now because I love her on Married with Children. Then I had Christina Applegate posters all over my room. Yes, posters were a thing back in the late 80s and early 90s. Along with my sports posters, yeah. Did I throw in a couple Christina Applegate, Mary with Children posters? Absolutely. Deal with it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review if you can. Remember, in two hours from now, my podcast, my weekly podcast, number 357 with Cheryl Burke, will be up listen to that one in an hour from now the sports daily will be up listen to that if you can and i really appreciate it so thank you all for listening i appreciate it and i will talk to you tomorrow see you